When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. This podcast episode is sponsored by the Widow Connection Community, a membership community where widows come together to unite on a path of self-discovery, build friendships, and inspire healing after loss. There's so much power when you surround yourself by people who 100% understand what you're going through, who are positive and supportive in every way. Are you ready to open up your heart and explore what's possible for you in this next chapter of life? Are you ready to step into a new version of yourself, a fearless version of you who is ready to live the highest, truest expression of herself? Are you ready to push past the grief that weighs on you and makes you feel lost and tired and alone? Are you ready to explore different ways of healing? If so, this is where you need to be. This is the space in which you will thrive. Join us on our group coaching sessions every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You belong here. You are welcome here. Let's do this together. Get more information and sign up at www.widow180.com forward slash membership. That's www.widow180.com forward slash membership. Welcome podcast listeners. I know you're going to love this interview today. I have on the show today, Becky Kuhn. Becky is a heart-based energy intuitive. She's a Reiki master, a transformational life coach, a best-selling author, and a speaker. She coaches and helps with tools and techniques to help reduce stress and anxiety and find peace. She wrote the book, 20 Days Changed Everything. And that talks about the loss of her husband, Jack, and the connection that they've continued to share. Thank you so much, Becky, for being here. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm excited to be here with you and all your listeners. Yay. So... We're going to start, just tell us a little bit about your married, your life being married to Jack. Okay. And what that was like. Well, Jack and I, it was, you know, we had 12 amazing years together before he passed in 20, um, uh, oh my gosh, 2019. So we um, met a little bit later in life. I think we were like mid forties or something. And we had this amazing connection. We just knew like we knew each other. We, we knew that we were connected at a deeper level than just in this time, in this life. It seemed like we'd known each other forever. <laughs> and it was, it was a connection that both of us had been seeking. And, you know, we found the one. We, we found that relationship with each other. So we were, we were exploring our, you know, our life together. We explored business together. We explored our spirituality together we lived our lives really um, connected and at one with each other. We were like two parts of the same salt coming together. So it was beautiful. We had just this amazing, amazing um, time. And we just, you know, we thought it was going to continue. Right. right. And then 12 and, years. Yeah. Yeah. We've had 12 amazing years. And then in September of 2019, um, we found out on the 4th of September, we found out that he had terminal cancer. It was a shock. We weren't expecting it. We thought he'd just been sick. We thought he had pneumonia. Maybe okay. we were not thinking at all that this was going to be something that would affect every aspect of our life. Um, was he just but, having trouble breathing or he was, yeah, he was you know, and, and coughing? just like a kind of an intense cold. So we really, 
you know, we were so aware of the body's ability to heal and how amazing we are <laughs> as yeah. far as healing. Can so we didn't think too much about it. He was actually doing not too bad and still living our life and doing what we were doing, but he, that the cough started to get a little intense. So that's how we, we went to our doctor and they sent him to ER. And that night we went, we were going home with um, maybe two months. And as it was, we had 20 days. So they just, they told you right away. They told us right away, right away. Oh God. Right away. And so Jack's response to me when we were sitting in ER after we heard the news was it took us a minute and we were both kind of stunned because it was not expected, but he looked at me and he said, I'm going home. Are you with me on this? And I said, absolutely. Every step of the way. So I knew, I knew that I would support him in whatever the journey entailed. We didn't know at first if it was going to be about his survival or his passing. Yeah. But we did know that we were going to be taking the journey regardless of what it looked like. And so that's, that's what happened. We, we stepped into um, working with what was showing up for him, what was showing up for his body and going through the process of what it meant. So it was intense, Jennifer. But it didn't seem like, I mean, it's, uh, my question was how did you cope with finding out? But it was like, immediately you had to step into action. It was happening so fast. It happened so fast. It happened so fast. And Jennifer, the kind of love that we shared, we knew that we would support each other no matter what. And so when he asked me, he says, I'm going home. Are you with me on this? I didn't even question it. I didn't even question his decision. Yeah. And so you know, I just went with it. And that's how the whole 20 days were, was with us. We, we did what we needed to do and we supported each other in whatever that meant as hard as it was, as hard as it was. Did you get angry? No, you didn't get I angry. Was never angry. No, I was never angry. I was in shock and I was heartbroken. Yeah. I was heartbroken, but I was never angry because I was watching what was happening for him. And I was in complete compassion and empathy. I'm, I'm an empath. He's, he was an empath, very, quite psychic. So we had this amazing connection with each other. And so I really stepped into um, a level of empathy and compassion, never anger. And, and, and I still, to this day, I've never felt anger at what took place. Okay. I know that's, yeah. it's, it's, I'm frustrated. I'm sad. I miss him. I'm heartbroken at times. And it just is overwhelming. The waves can happen and just overwhelm you. But, but I never felt the anger because I knew his body was doing everything it could to do what it needed to do. Yep. I'm just trying to think of all of the emotions that come up when you hear the word terminal and it's like, why, you know, why that's the question. So yeah, yeah, you, you, in your book, you talk about uh, a doctor that Jack saw. So what, what type of doctor was that? Can you tell us about that doctor? Sure. So we had a, a family nurse practitioner that we trusted really a lot and, and had been seeing her off and on for a few years. And she suggested that we connect with a medical intuitive. So somebody who has the ability to see, you know, kind of beyond the physical circumstance to the underlying emotion or trauma or, you know, behind the disease or behind the experience. And so we had this amazing session with this medical intuitive and we talked about the root cause of his cancer, the root cause of how he held it and what happened. And then she gave us tools and techniques to be able to help him move beyond the trauma And what was amazing was that um, once she said that when we did these activities, there were a couple of activities that we did. And she said, once you do that, Jax will be free to choose whether he chooses to stay and fight this or whether he chooses to leave. His soul will have the freedom because he will have released the trauma that was behind it. So we all carry trauma. We all carry things in our bodies and we get held. And, And so 
our different organs can take and hold trauma for us. And years down the road, it could manifest into something. And so that's what had happened is he'd held it in his lungs. So when he was nine years old, an event took place. He didn't feel like he could breathe. He didn't feel like he could breathe. And so he never in his life felt like he could fully breathe into who he was here to be. So lung cancer, right? I mean, that's how it manifested for him. So it was an amazing session and it was amazing. The activities that she suggested and we did them. Yeah. We did the activities to release the pain behind what was there. And what was really powerful was once he did that, he knew his journey was to leave. Oh, he knew the wow. journey. He knew the journey at that point. Oh my gosh. What day was that, that you saw that doctor? Um, it was about 10 days. It was 10 days after. Okay. Okay. So then the next 10 days were very actively engaged in his passing. So he came to me after that session with the medical intuitive. He knew. He yeah. Knew. And he came to me and he said, I need you to help me do this in the best way that I can because I'm leaving. So you become a caregiver. Yes. From day one, really. Day one. Yeah. From, From day, day one. one. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice can you give to others who are in that caregiver stage right now? Like how to get through that? That is so difficult. That is an extremely stressful time. What advice can you give to other? I would like to invite you to get our latest freebie designed just for you. How to get your life back together after loss, a 10-step checklist. After countless hours of research, interviewing hundreds of widows, and through my own experience with grief, I have compiled this list of the 10 steps you need to take to put your life back together after losing a loved one. It's normal to feel overwhelmed and also normal to not know where to start when it comes to picking up the pieces of your shattered world. Here's where you start. You can get this free 10-step checklist at www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. Well, it is extremely stressful and it's, you know, you have within you, you have to find a strength within you to be able to do the job of assisting that person when they're leaving. It's, um, it's not an easy thing, but but when you truly love and care for that person, you, you can see that assisting them is going to be the best possible thing you could do. Like being there every moment for me was what I could give to him for as long as he was here, because he was doing the heroic journey of leaving. It's, it's a, it's a hero's journey to be able to go through the death process consciously. You know, I mean, we all do it. We're all going to do it. Some of us fast and immediate, and some of us, it's going to be a longer process. For us, it was 20 days, 10 days, very consciously. Yeah. So, you talk, so yeah, you talk about the conscious death process. Like, what does that, what does that mean? And how did you do that? Okay. Well, so for, for us, I mean, I really hadn't heard the term. We just knew that we were going into his leaving the planet very aware. Like we knew the task at hand. We knew the task was to make him as comfortable as possible. We followed our intuition. We, I provided a scenario for him that was comfortable. Like we list, he's a musician. So we listened to music 24 seven. I had a playing. We had uh, a television going with nature. He loved nature. He was totally connected to nature. So nature seats were playing in front of his bed 24 seven. Um, he had photos of me, things that were important to him right next to his bed stand. So that when he would look over, he would see those things that were uh, special to him. I gave him Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. So I was giving him energy work. We were talking the best that we could. At some point he got to where he couldn't really communicate because um, he would start coughing. But, but we did the things that we could to assist his comfort level and mine in the process of him letting go and continuing to let go and having the conversations and spending the last moment watching the moon rise you know, knowing, knowing that it was last, 
yeah. moment. And so, but really stepping into actively um, helping him, actively helping us do the letting go and the releasing for someone to leave in a good way. Yeah. So I talk was, about that in the book. I mean, I, you know, yeah. part, of, part of that is journaling what we did those 20 days. Yeah. Yeah. And there was never, so there was never any fear with him. And I hear that a lot when I talk to, when I talk to, to people who have been caregivers and it's like, they don't, they don't have those open conversations with mm-hmm. their husbands or they, their husbands don't want to talk about it or they, you know, right. and then right, right. You, you don't get to understand, are they, are they afraid and what they're afraid, you know, you mm-hmm. and Jack were so open and just open with each other and he was not afraid and he was able to share everything with you, which is so yeah. great. Yeah. He didn't have any fear at all, but it's, yeah. I think it's because we had such a strong connection to spirit. You know, it's what, it's how we lived our lives. Yeah. You know, we were just so steeped in that, that it was just a natural thing for us to recognize and understand that life there's life after life, right? There's life after life. And so fear never came into the equation. The process of letting go was hard. That was not, you know, by any stretch easy to do, but we, we had no choice. It was what we did. It was the journey we took. And you didn't leave his side. I mean, you, and you you were there. Yeah. You were there when he passed away in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I was. And it was beautiful and it was heartbreaking and it was all of it in the same moment. Um, I, I am so blessed to have been able to be there in that moment of his transition. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because my mom was there with me the last few days she was able to come and join me because I needed support. When you're a caregiver and somebody's leaving, you're on, you're 24 seven with that, with that task of helping them. And I was exhausted. I was exhausted. So my mom had been there a couple of days and when he left, when he passed, we'd heard, you know, people feel things or things shift or things change. And I looked at my mom and I was holding him and I was crying and I looked at her and I said, did you feel anything? And she said, well, no, not really. And then what we realized was that it had been sacred the entire time. Mm. We had created an environment where spirit was with us the entire time. Okay. Yeah. So it, was, it was like an automatic, just, it, it was there already. It had happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the sacredness had been created before he passed. Well, um, tell us what happened. It was about a month after Jack passed. Mm-hmm. What was that moment, that kind of pivotal moment at that point that happened? Well, one of the questions that we had asked ourselves before he passed was, can we stay connected? Is it possible for us to be able to stay connected after you leave? And we didn't know. We didn't know. It was just a discussion we had. We didn't know. But it was about three weeks after Jack had passed, I was doing a meditation with a friend of mine. And we went into this meditation. It was a guided meditation. And I ended up having this experience of him coming to me. And it was amazing. It, I was seeing him in this meditation in this amazing golden light. Jesus came through with him. He was in this love energy and he, and he communicated with me and he said, Becky, thank you for meeting me here in this place. Thank you for doing this to meet me here. And he was elated and the, the love and the, and the light and the energy was so overwhelming that I knew he was, I, I totally knew he was fine. And, and I was just in awe of what was happening. And of course I come out of the meditation and I am just in elation. I'm feeling this divine love connection. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in this heartbreak and I'm in this loss and yet I'm feeling this amazing divine love. And, you know, I, I start questioning myself. I, I started questioning my reality a little bit, you know, it's like, well, I, did I just make this up? Is this because I wanted it? You know, I just, you do. I, I question myself. Yeah. <laughs> Did that really happen? <laughs> Did that really happen? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause you said, do, do I just want this so badly that I just, this, this is what just happened. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, so then you said you were in this sort of like ability to access this portal of awareness. It just kind of opened up this whole thing for you and not just with Jack. Right. Right. So for a couple of months, you know, well, so this was, he passed the end of September, September 24th. And he came to me three weeks after. And then after he came to me, I started to begin to tap in. And so it took an active participation on my part, a willingness on my part to be able to go into meditation and say, okay, if we really truly connected, let's do this. Let's do this, Jack. If we can't have this ability, let's make this happen. And so I spent, you know, a lot of time working at developing a connection and raising my frequency. And it wasn't easy because there were times when I would connect with him and then I would just go into total grief and total loss because of missing him. Right. And yet the pull in me was strong enough to continue. So I I kept doing it. I kept at it. You know, I started doing some channel writing, which is free flow writing. I started asking questions and then I just would just allow myself to write whatever came. And so I started connecting with him and writing down what he was saying and, um, you know, beginning to start to trust this process because it took a while for me to trust that this was real, that this was really happening. Mm. And then in December, I had my first Reiki client come back in the door. And this gentleman had lost his daughter about a week after Jack had passed. She was 24. So we had a really close moment of holding each other and, and being there for each other and awareness of our grief, our shared grief. And then he got on the Reiki table and I had been used to feeling Jack at this point because I, I kind of could feel him physically. I could feel when Jack was near me, but I heard a female voice and that was the first time that it happened. I hear a voice and it's feminine. And I, I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, okay, this is just because you heard this man. And, and, but she was insistent. And I, she kept telling me, please tell me what I'm asking you to share with my father. And she didn't let up until finally I got the courage to say to this man, can I share something with you that's coming through? And so Jennifer, what I recognized was that there was some kind of portal that opened up. Yeah. Jack was key. Like Jack has been key for me with this, but, but something had taken place and there was an opening into an awareness and a connection that I was able to bring in then for other people was not anything expected. Wow. Yeah. I I just, I would have never, I mean, I've, I've been an energy worker and I've done Reiki for years. I've done, you know, I'm sensitive to energies, but I never thought I would be a person who would be experiencing what I was experiencing and sharing it with others. Yeah. So I bet your, um, your Reiki, uh, patient was extremely happy to hear that. Right. He was elated. He was elated. He was in tears. And he said, he said, Becky, I knew she was going to come to you. That's why I came. That's why I wanted to get the session in because I felt like she was going to come through. Yeah. And she told me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was, beautiful. it was a beautiful moment. Beautiful is, moment. That is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> and so, I mean, a big life change for you. You know, yes. like this is a lot of, this is just transforming your life. You, you said, um, before life's greatest challenges provide the greatest opportunity for growth and change. And I love that. So my question was, how has your life been evolving? And this is, this is a huge transformation for you. Huge transformation for me. And that, you know, Jack and I had talked about it before he passed. He, he had told me, First of all, we knew that I would be writing a book. He knew that I would be writing a book about our death process together. And then that I would be going forward in life and that I would be sharing. We didn't know that it was going to be connection at that point. But then what became very clear when I, when I was able to then connect with him from the afterlife was that the story continued and that there would be a book being written. So, so the book was beginning to, to gel, right? Yeah. My practice, my business was beginning to change and transform with this newfound thinning of the veil for me. Yeah. And, um, 
and, and, you know, so then it just, it, it kept evolving. It kept growing. It kept changing. And I had to step into this and I stepped into it. I, I became vulnerable and I started sharing with people, even though it scared the heck out of me because, yeah. because I didn't know if people would think I was crazy, you know, <laughs> I mean, so, but I allowed that vulnerability to take place and I just shared what was happening from my heart. And so my business evolved, my personal life evolved. I began writing the book so that year after Jack passed was hugely transforming for me. And yet again, still navigating the extreme grief of loss of, you know, him not being here physically. So Um, what, uh, when you came up to the, the year, the one year mark mm -hmm. after he had uh, passed away. So that was September of 2019. When you Mm -hmm. came up to September of 2020, was there anything that you found you wanted to do at that one year mark? Did that mean anything to you? Cause a lot of people are like, they look at that one year as like there, it's like an emotional kind of goal that they're trying to get to. They're just trying to get past a year. They're just trying to, you know, get mm-hmm. through. They think that that one year is a check mark and they're going to get through their grief, you know, by making it past that point. Was that even anything on your radar? Like as far, because you had this communication with him, but was a one year mark for you, anything mean anything? Yeah. Yes, it did. And I, and I think it's a natural, I don't know. To me, it seems like a human experience to have anniversaries, to have markers, to have, you know, birthdays and, and anniversaries. And, you know, those things seem to, you know, we do live in this timeline And so as humans, things come up and I had been getting really good at allowing my emotions to move through me, my grief to move through me, not denying what I was feeling, not denying that this was the hardest thing I've ever done and been through. And um, so I was learning that it's okay to let it move through. It's okay to experience whatever it is that I'm experiencing. So at the one-year marker, I ended up spending the day with a bunch of very, very dear spiritual women friends. And we went to one of his favorite places. Mm. So in Montana, where we live, there's a beautiful Buddha garden, a uh, garden of a thousand Buddhas was one of his favorite places. Oh, wow. And we went up and we spent the day in the garden honoring him on the year anniversary. So it was a very special, special day. And yeah. we made, I made the most out of it, honoring him. And awesome. Yeah. So I do think we, I do think we experience those markers. Um, and it could be whatever, like his birthday is Sunday, his birthday is coming up on Sunday. I'm really aware that instead of celebrating it (laughs) together, I'm probably just going to be talking to him in in a different way. Right. So I just, I don't know that those ever stop really. I know. I'm, I'm at 10 years and they, they really don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's always a feeling this, this anticipation that comes up that week before the day um, that you are very aware of (laughs) the day is coming. Yeah. Anniversary days. Yeah. I think, but this is the, I think for me, the trick for me has been to just know it, to just know, and it's okay. It's okay for me to be feeling it. It's okay for me to be aware of this anniversary. And it's okay for me to continue to go forward in my life, however that looks for me. So it's not like, you know, one of the things that I'm realizing, um, you know, just over two years out now is that I'm, I'm going forward in my life and I'm, I'm going forward still in the work that we're doing, still connected to Jack, but I'm also moving forward in a way that is okay. It's okay. You know, and I think we have to give ourselves credit for what we've been through. It's not easy to lose your partner, no matter what, it's not easy. And to give ourselves a break and say, I'm feeling what I'm feeling and it's okay. And the anniversaries, I'm going to feel it. It's okay. It's how, it's how we navigate, how resilient can we learn to be through it? Love it. Love it all. Yeah. So that was coming up to your one year and Mm -hmm. then you had, um, 
the next few months that came, but then in March of 2021, tell us what happened with you. Your okay. Personal yeah. Yeah, story. <laughs> well, it, it was interesting because I had been a little, I'd been planning to do his spread his ashes. You know, we went to his favorite places. So my birthday's in March. So he had wanted me to um, go on a journey. This was his wish for me is that I would go on a journey. And one of the best, best gifts I'd ever been given on my birthday was a, a trip to the Oregon coast with him. And so I did that on my birthday. It felt really appropriate to go on my birthday and, and uh, be with Jack in that way. And so I did a journey with a friend of mine, but it was, it was intense. It was stressful. I was another form of release and letting go and realizing that I'm moving forward in a way. And so I'd lost a lot of weight and I came back off the trip and I found a lump in my breast one night I was in the shower and it was significant. I found it because I had lost the weight and I knew it was significant enough. It needed to be addressed. I, I had this really sick feeling and knew something was up. So um, that began my own journey into looking at my health. And then Jennifer, it was 20 months after Jack passed. I heard the word cancer again. Only it was me. It was me. It was, it was my, it was breast cancer and um, ended up being stage three. And so then I was navigating this scenario of life and death again. Um, so I know you said you even asked yourself at one point, you said, do I really want to stay here? Like, do I fight this? Yeah. Do I even bother? Like I could just go and be yeah. with him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I totally felt that. I, I had those moments where I felt like it would just be so easy <laughs> to just let this be my, my, my um, exit, right. To just yes. let be my exit point because, because I, I, I know where he is. Like, it's amazing. Like I knew the energy, I know the energy of, of God and Jesus and the light and the love. And the, you know, I get to experience that at, at a level that I knew I, I have no fear of death. I just don't. Yeah. So I, I had to really assess what this meant then for me. Did it mean my exit point? Did I really, truly want to stay on the planet without him? And I had to recognize that, you know, I wasn't sure. I had to admit to myself that for the last, you know, year and a half, you know, I, I wasn't sure. But I remember there was a turning point. And for me, it was recognizing that I wasn't done. And part of it was because Jack was telling me to. He's like, we can't do the work, Becky, that we are here to do with this conscious death and love after and connection to the afterlife if you choose to leave as well. <laughs> yeah. We can't do this work. And you have family and you have friends and you have a business. You have people who need you. And so I stood in front of his picture one day and I was just in tears and I said, okay. I'm choosing to live. I choose to live and I'm letting go even more. I'm not letting go of my connection to you, like the, the divine love connection, yeah. but I'm going to move forward in my life and I'm going to let go even more because I choose to live. Yeah. And so from that point forward, then it began, it was the journey of, okay, I had surgery, <laughs> you know, I did what I needed to do. I'm steeped in alternative healing. So I was doing all of the alternative healing that I knew how to do and what to do. And um, yeah, so it's been, I think I had surgery the end of June. Okay. And I am now, you know, basically cancer-free feeling amazing. My life is like, my life force is, is huge right now. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were telling me about the, the physical effects of grief. And like we talked about earlier, how yes. you hold these things in your body, yes. the shock and everything. And it's so true. So mm -hmm. that's what you were feeling is that 
that feeling that you were holding that stress and the grief and everything is, is the reason why you got sick. Well, I, so I knew enough to start talking to my body when my body, you know, when, when I hear the word cancer, I knew that there was some reason that my body was holding or that there was something that I was to learn and grow from. I never got angry at my body. I was never upset at my body. I never, I mean, I was never upset at Jack, right? I I just, I didn't go to that place. I wanted to understand. I wanted to understand why I ended up with the tumor there or what took place, what precipitated that emotionally, energetically, because I was aware that everything we experience on the physical typically has an emotional component to it or an energetic component to it. Right. Yeah. So, so I started working with the tumor. I started talking to the tumor. I started talking to my body and my cells and started working with what, what my body was telling me and, and releasing. And so I did um, what's called emotion code, which is a technique to tap into the body and see what emotion might be stored. Um, And so we did some emotion code work with my tumor. And the first emotion that came up for me was shock. And the practitioner asked me, she said, do you know what that is? And I said, absolutely. It was sitting in ER with Jack and hearing the news. Yeah. Um, And then, and then the, the, the emotion right behind that then was grief was the complete loss of my soulmate. Right. So my body literally was holding the energies that I couldn't quite process. Like even, even though I was doing all of this work and connecting with him and having these amazing insights and writing a book about it, I still, you know, had, um, uh, you know, those, those emotions and those energies that, that just were being held. My body was doing an amazing job of supporting me till I could come to terms with everything. And so that's, how I worked with my body through this process. I did a combination of allopathic medicine as well as alternative medicine. And for me, it was a beautiful marriage of both and has worked beautifully for me. Yeah. What can you tell other widows um, about like holding on to those emotions? And if we don't even, I know we realize that we're doing it, you know, um, but what tools did you find? Can you tell us a little bit of the things like the things that helped you the most? Um, I know you mentioned the free flow writing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I know you've talked about breath work and, and Reiki and things that we can do. Can you give us some tips and some tools and things that helped you? Um, what helped you the most? Probably the thing that helped me the most was breath work. So, um, I'm a licensed heart, math ca- heart math coach, and it's all about breathing. It's all about the breath. And in fact, um, one of the things that Jack has shared with me in his afterlife is, is we have no idea how critical breath work is. The breath is key to life, right? It's key to life. And so the breath work that I've done, um, helped me in those moments of grief. Like, you know, you can't catch your breath because you're sobbing so hard that you just like, you know, you're bent over and you don't know if you can breathe. And yet, and yet very consciously being aware, but if I can take the breath in and imagine that my heart is doing the breathing, then it can help me reset. It can help me rebalance. And so for me, breath work was key in helping me navigate those really difficult moments. And you can, and and it's easy it's easy. We all breathe. If we're here on the planet, we're breathing and we can use our breath as this wonderful tool to help us transform and shift the energy that we're experiencing. It's not about, it's not about denying it. I don't want, I don't want people to think that I denied my emotions because I didn't. Mm -hmm. I allowed the emotions to move through me. You know, I allowed the grief to move into my body. I allowed those things to take place within me because I knew that if I could let it move through, it wouldn't stay stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had a very real experience of, of how energy can stay stuck in the body, you know, can stay stuck in our stomach or anywhere, anywhere. It's whatever, wherever we, you know, put stuck energy. So, um, So being aware that we have the ability, first of all, to feel 
deep, deep, deep emotion. It, it's okay for us to feel this heartbreak. It's okay for us to feel these intense emotions um, that in the moment we're scared of. A lot of people are scared to go to that place of allowing those emotions because we don't know that we're going to make it through. We don't know that we're going to get on the other side of it, but it's in the, it's when we hold on to them and don't allow those emotions that they do stay stuck. And it's in the ability for us to be vulnerable and allow those emotions to flow and release that we're able to move forward. Um, so breath work, meditation, free flow writing, all of those things I did all the time, regularly. When you talk about the breath work and how, how easy it is when you are conscious of it, I thinking about it, like back to those first few months, I probably, mm-hmm. my, like, I know I had so much anxiety. Like my breathing was so shallow. It was just the yeah. shock and the anxiety. And yes. I swear I did not take a deep breath for months. It was just uh, it- tense. Yeah. So, but there is that a feeling it's such, um, it is such a release. Just take a deep breath and it's, it's really easy for us to do. <laughs> we just right. need to think just about forget. it, you know? Just forget. We get we forget. We get caught up in the emotion. Yeah, right. Yeah. And truthfully, most people are shallow breathers. Like we're just, we're, it's just our our culture. Our I don't know what you want to call it, but but you know, a lot of us are shallow breathers. We're just not aware that you know breathing you know into the body and body awareness is just a huge key for healing. And um, and in fact, a lot of times, you know, I very often put my hand on my chest, my hand on my stomach and breathe because our, our, our own energy body, you know, our, ourselves, our hands, our own hands can be extremely healing. And so bringing awareness to the body, you just to bring awareness to the body and breathing into the body. And so that's really what helped me move through those moments. But like I said, I didn't deny the moments. I just navigated them the best I could. Yeah. Uh, what, is one piece of advice that you can give to new widows, like top piece of advice. Cause I know you have a lot, but a top, one, one, the most important thing that you can think of. So when I'm sharing with others who've had loss widows who had loss, I think the most important thing, and this is Jack and I both, cause this is, this is our journey together in sharing is that our loved ones are near. In fact, if it's okay with you, I'd like to read a channeled piece that I did with Jack just not too long ago, because it's important that we understand that we have the ability to connect with them. So I had asked Jack what he would like to share with others who who are experiencing this. And he said that the energy of divine love never diminishes, never. It only knows expansion, growth, evolution. Your loved ones who have passed never lose their connection to you. Yes, we evolve, we expand, we have our own life journey here in the afterlife, but our love for you only grows. I encourage all of you to live life, to love life, no matter what the circumstance. We are supporting you from our realm. We're just a dimensional shift away next to you, holding you. So if I had anything to share, Jennifer, it would be that even if you don't feel them, even if you have a hard time connecting to that, or you're in so much pain that you can't imagine, your loved ones are right here with you. They're not they're not anywhere else. They, that love expands, that love grows where they are is this amazingly beautiful expression of that divine love. And so Jack and I both feel so passionate about helping others understand that life doesn't end. It doesn't end with the physical. It, it goes on and it continues to expand and grow and that we all have the ability to tap in and connect with our loved ones. 
Um, wow. We all have that ability. So would you say that's that, that is also the biggest takeaway from your book from the yeah. from 20 days changed everything. Yeah. 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 Is Jack's, is that, Jack's message. Yeah. That, you know, that we, it's just about trusting that part, you know, trusting that, that, that love stays, that that love hasn't gone anywhere, that, that, that there is life after death and that, that life continues and that, um, our loved ones are always around us. They're always near, or they're just a call away. You know, yeah. I think I don't, I don't always feel my dad around. I don't always feel his presence, but the minute I reach out and I actually take the effort and say, Hey dad, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah. I will feel him. Yeah. So we have to be active participants too. You know, we, we do have to do our part, right. but, but in understanding that the love never leaves. The love never stops. Yeah. I believe that. I do. Yeah. I believe yeah. that. So you're writing a new book now, right? Yes. Got yes. In the works. In the works. Yeah. So- <laughs> By the end of the year, I'll have, you know, another book that I'll release probably the first part of next year. Okay. All right. So we'll have to look and look, I'm going to hold this up because I do po- post some things on YouTube, but this is, this is Becky's book. And, and like she said, we've got another one coming out soon. So that's super exciting, but Becky, thank you so much for talking to me today. I love talking to you. I do. (laughs) Thank you, Jennifer. It's been a, it's been a treat. Yes. Thank you so much. And please tell everyone your website and where we can find you and find the book and yeah. So, you know, you can go to my website. It's, it's www.beckycoon.com. It's B-E-C-K-I-K-O-O-N.com. So I have, you know, some information up on my website. I have a little bit about what I do. I do distance work. So I, I do distance Reiki work with people, take clients. Okay. So um, that's always, you know, that's always open. Um, I, um, the book is available on Amazon. So you can just, you know, Google Amazon 20 days changed everything love story, you know, moving through conscious death to afterlife connection. I think yes. uh, it'll come up. <laughs> and so the book is easy to access, you know, through Amazon and, or you can get a Kindle, some Kindle. So, um, awesome. That's an easy access and, you know, and I'm always, I'm always open to sharing Jennifer. So, you know, if you have other opportunities or other people have venues that they would love to have some support. I mean, for me, yeah. The yeah. most important thing we can do is be supporting each other through, through this, because losing your partner is, is a journey that none of us want to take. None of us choose to have to take that journey, but we will all take the journey, right? We will all at some point take that journey. And so helping each other navigate that and find ways to support each other is so critical. Right. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Becky. Thank you yeah. so much for being here today. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. Bye everybody. Okay. Here are the takeaways from Becky. Number one, Becky's husband, Jack was diagnosed with lung cancer and passed away just 20 days later. Number two, Becky and Jack focused on a conscious death process that involved assisting his comfort level and hers in the process of letting go. Number three, About a month after Jack passed away, Becky was doing a meditation and saw Jack and felt his energy that he was still connected to her in some way. Number four, she began writing a book about her experience a year after Jack passed away. Her book is called 20 Days Changed Everything. Number five, on the one year anniversary, Becky went to one of his favorite places in Montana, a Buddha garden and it's called Garden of a Thousand Buddhas. Number six, 20 months after Jack passed away, Becky was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Number seven, Becky and I talk about how the body can hold on to grief and stress enough to make us sick. She says everything we experience physically typically has an emotional or an energetic component to it. Number eight, The thing that helped her the most to get through her grief was breath work. 
It's a really easy tool that we can all use to shift our energy. Okay, I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Becky. And you can get her book on Amazon. Again, it's called 20 Days Changed Everything. You can get the book and contact Becky at www.beckycoon.com. That's B-E-C-K-I-K-O-O-N.com. I'll put that link in the show notes so you can find it there. And then there's two quick things I wanted to tell you guys for this week. The first one is we just finished our first month of the Widow Connection community. And it's been pretty awesome. Every single week we're having these soul opening discussions. It's an hour out of your week where you can carve out that me time that you need and focus on you and your healing. If you need that, if you want that, our doors are always open. So you can get more details and join at www.widow180.com forward slash membership. I'll put that link in the show notes. And the second thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about is that registration is closing on Tuesday, next Tuesday, for the New Year New Love Dating Program for Widows. And I talked about this a lot last episode. That was in episode 101, if you want to go back and listen. But this dating program is unique in that we talk a lot about you. It's a lot about mindset and becoming your best self to put out there into the world. A lot of it is about confidence and being clear on what you want. Plus, it's the practical things and the practical step-by-step things that we have to do with dating, like writing an online dating profile that actually works. And all of that stuff, we do that all together. And it's a lot of fun because it should be, right? It should be fun. We don't need to make it so stressful. So last day to sign up is next Tuesday. That's February 8th. And we're starting on Thursday, February 17th. So we're going to have our Zoom meetings every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time over the course of the six weeks. I really hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can sign up at www.widow180.com forward slash new love. That's www.widow180.com forward slash new love. I'll put that link in the show notes so you can find it there. Until next week, believe in the possibilities. Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180, the community, on YouTube at Widow 180, the channel, and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss, a 10-step checklist, head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.